my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? These are words that Jesus said when he was on the cross. He cried them out. But why? I mean, he knew what he was doing. Why did he say this? This is something that really kind of had to get my brain around for a little while. And then I learned something really cool. And you might know this, but maybe you don't. So stay with me. We're going to get into it. Let me guess, the world keeps telling you you are enough. All on your own, you are enough. Well, I'm about to drop a truth bomb. On your own, you will never be enough. Wait, hold up. Okay, did I get your attention? I am Shelby Hosfield, and at times I was an ex-Mormon, agnostic, a Sunday Christian, and a New Age follower, but God had very different plans for me. The whole time I was living in a very big lie, that I was in charge somehow of my own enoughness and my works were going to save me and my life. Don't get me wrong, I am all about self-help and personal development, but as a born-again, fully transformed Christian, I learned there is the world's way, and there's God's way. To quote C.S. Lewis, the more we get ourselves out of the way and let him take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. You are enough not because of what you have done, but because what he has done. And he lives through you. If you are ready for Bible truths, theology, and apologetics, and wisdom from his word that will shape your life, your confidence, and yes, your feeling of enough, then friend, you are in the right place. This is Finding Faith Above. All right, so the Gospels tell us that when Jesus was on the cross, one of the things that he cried out and he said to everybody who was there is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And like I said, like this was something that I kind of really thought about for a while. Like why would he, why would he say something like that uh, to God? When he's there and he knows he knows that he was taking on the sins of the world. He knew who he was. But why? Why would he say something like that? Well, I thought that today would be a perfect time to talk about this a little bit as kind of a little bonus episode in here because we were talking about stories, right? And how stories move people. And the most moving stories that ever occurred are in our Bible. And they aren't just stories, but they're history and they're uh, it's a living word that works within itself. And one of the really awesome, cool literary styles that's in the Bible is uh, in the Psalms, uh, lamenting. So it's when we are crying out to God and through that crying out, through that suffering, also recognizing the dependency that we have on God and that he is the one to save us and that he is the one that we do depend on. And when Jesus is saying this, He's speaking to people who went to the synagogue regularly, heard the scrolls regularly, and understood that he wasn't just saying something. He was lamenting, going back to Psalm 22. So Psalm 22 begins, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of the groaning, of my groaning? So this is really cool. So through Psalm 22, this was a, a Psalm of David, and it, it's almost like prophetic word that he's saying through here, because it really is the story of Jesus's suffering on the cross. And then it gets more into it talking about um, the afflicted and us as 
The meek shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. It's so cool how this all goes through it. I mean, even even down to verse 16, it says, A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing, they cast lots. So all of this is all just prophetic word of of Jesus, how he came. He is going to be suffering. He is taking on the sins of the world. These are the things that happen. What does that mean for us? May our hearts live forever. It is talking about because of his sacrifice, we are given the ability to be forgiven and to live forever with him. Uh, It's just so beautiful how the Bible works back on itself. And so when he was saying these things, he wasn't, he was lamenting. He was trying to teach even from the cross to the people who were there. This is who I am. I am the Messiah. I am the one that was talked about through all of the Bible. And now I'm here and this is what I'm going through. This is where I'm at Psalm 22, this is what this feels like, and this is what is going to end up happening. They shall come and proclaim the righteousness to a people yet unborn that he has done it. And of course, we know that the last thing that Jesus said when he was on the cross is it is finished. It's just so cool. I love that the Bible, how it just, it turns back on itself and how it was written for people today and 2000 years ago and how it it just interworks within itself and i didn't know that when jesus said that that he was referencing back to something but he was and how cool is that that we can go back and we can read all of these words and, and understand more about what he was going through when he was on the cross when he was referencing back to a, a literary style of writing that is just so encapsulates, is that how you say this word, encapsulates exactly how he was feeling as he was on the cross, what it meant, where he was going with it, and then what is going to happen now with followers of him. And so, I mean, it just really is just so cool. And so this day, um, before Resurrection Sunday, which is tomorrow, I thought maybe we would just take a look back at this beautiful story and what that means for our story and how that all works together. So I think that when he was also on the cross by saying this, he knew that people like us today would then have the opportunity to be able to read everything that uh, that he did talk about. And so I think he was inviting us to go back and read Psalm 22. And so maybe take a little bit of time today to do that uh, for this beautiful Easter weekend and learn more about uh, what he was trying to tell us. All right. Well, I hope you have a very blessed weekend. I hope it is wonderful. I hope that you are able to enjoy it with your families. And I hope you're able to find some quiet time to be able to talk to God about that as well and thank him for his beautiful sacrifice and what that means for us in our lives and for eternity, which is amazing, right? All right. Happy Easter, everybody.
have said it once, I will say it a thousand times. Faith is a journey and nobody's journey looks like anybody else's. It is unique completely to you. And along with that is also your story, your story of how God transformed you, how he changed you, how he worked in your life is going to be completely unique to you. I was so afraid to share this story, but I did it. And now we're here and you're listening to this podcast. I would love to help you do the same thing. I would love to help you to be able to get that story that you have that can transform other people's lives as well, because stories mean something. They have impact. And I would love to help you to make that happen. We got to build the courage. We got to build the skills, all the tech flow, all of that. And then we got to show up professionally with a beautiful website. So all those things I can help you with. What I want you to do is go to findingfaithabove.com slash start here. You're going to find the coaching program that is going to get you all the way from cultivating that story to showing it professionally. And then you're also going to find the beautiful courses set up to be able to make that happen. All right. Again, that is findingfaithabove.com slash start here. I would love to work with you. 